Story number one. You need a permit. Written by Fornicus Fogbottom. Commander Zog looked down on the untouched world from the bridge of his colony ship. Fourteen generations of his people had been born and crewed this vessel, crossing the void to reach this blue ball carrying the entirety of their civilization in cryosleep. It was everything that they'd hoped for. From here they could see the land that scientists had predicted, and it was covered in a lush green of chronophyll-bearing plant life. Their probes were returning mountains of data that said that this was a pristine arc of life with no sentient species, just a wealth of lower life forms and a staggering amount of biodiversity. When they had detected high levels of oxygen and methane in the atmosphere, proving that their planet was not the only place life existed in the universe, it had almost destroyed the society and caused a holy war amongst the main religions. The survivors had built the ship and they had flung themselves off the dying world with little hope to actually make it there. If sat perfectly in the habitable zone of Yellow Star, that was much like their own, before it started to swell and devour the inner solar system. Its axial tilt was slightly more than their homeworld, but this left much of the planet habitable for them to orbit around. For the crew who maintained the ship, time was no longer measured in orbits of the planet around a sun that would have eventually eaten their homeworld, it was measured in generations who had weathered the everyday adversity to deliver them to this garden. They had chosen a place to land based on the probe data that didn't appear to have any dangerous life and a mild weather. But the Zorg thought to himself, he was going to feel something other than the stale space air. They had predicted that they would need vaccinations to protect themselves from the local microbes, and they were almost ready. The landing would be on a chain of islands in the northern hemisphere, very short distance from the major land masses. Oh, how the Creator had blessed them! The landing was smooth, even though the wonderful atmosphere was very thick, and this planet boasted a tremendous magnetosphere, and a gravity was only slightly than their ship, and even slightly less than the home world. The gases weren't perfect for them, the oxygen and nitrogen were both a little high, but a good robust breath of air never hurt anyone. Zorg couldn't imagine this much water. His first step out of the shuttle was bliss. Clouds. Those were real clouds, not projections on the center beam of the cylinder habitat. With vegetation covering the ground was like a carpet and he forgot his age and rolled in it with his grandchildren. Only on the tenth revolution of the planet they were taking their first meal since waking. At a table they had set up on the hill overlooking the vast sodium water ocean when it happened. A curious looking creature walked up a short distance and greeted them in their own language. Good day to you, gentlefolk. First contact with a sentient being. But how did he speak their language? The children hid under the table and a male folk readied their land blasters. Excuse me. Sorry to interrupt, I mean you no harm. Zorg slowly stood and walked towards this creature when it spoke again. Hi. Yeah, I know it's a bother and I apologize profusely for interrupting your meal, but I am Ranger Smith and you need a permit to camp here. Zorg finally found his wits enough to reply. I am Commander Zorg and it is nice to meet you, gentle sir. I apologize for this rude to ask, but how do you know our language? Ranger Smith patted a box at his belt. I don't really. This box translates for me. Such a small craft, I figured you had to be from a large ship in orbit. 
I've been monitoring since we entered orbit, and my computer has worked it out for me. Ranger Smith waved to the children. That ship sure is a big girl, and I thought it odd that you came in sublight. Just took you for sightseers until you landed. My computer doesn't recognize your species or your ship, so I figured what would be the bother in letting you stay a few nights while we worked out the translation. Good choice of spots. Ireland is lovely this time of year. Ranger Smith flipped through some documents he had in a hard case binder. Ah, yes, the permit, though. I know, it's a bother, but we all have to do our best to keep Earth clean and green. Sorry, could you spell your name for me, Commander? It's, um, Z-O-R-G. Any pets? Um, no. How many in your party? Um, ten now, but 1.2 billion in total. Oh, heavens. I'm really sorry, but even with a permit, we only allow a hundred people on the surface at a time. I apologize again if this ruins your plans. Zorg was thoroughly confused now. I'm sorry, gentle sir, but I do not understand what is going on. We thought this planet was uninhabited, and came to settle here and start our civilization over. Oh, well, I'm very sorry that won't be possible. Earth is a park. It took us 500 years to return her to a natural state. I'm going to have to ask you to come by my office on my shuttle to sort out and see what we can do. I parked just a little down and didn't want the engines make a mess of your meal. Zorg followed Ranger Smith down to the beach and the short ways to the very sleek-looking craft. Once inside, he was seated in an office that reminded him of his own. Just enough clutter to be comfortable, but still clean and organized. I'm assuming by you not being in the record that this is your first visit to Galactic Federation space. Zorg was no less confused, so he decided to lay out the whole situation for Ranger Smith, and after he concluded, Ranger Smith nodded a final time and replied, Well, a bit of a pickle, but easily sorted out. Fourteen generations? Really? That is a long trip just to be disappointed. Well, the good news is that we have a world where you can settle just a few systems over though your ship being only supply capable is an issue that we will have to work around. The computer has already made a new terror aware of the situation, and an ambassador will be here within the hour. Earth is a gem, but we put it back to a natural state. You should see what we can do when we're trying to make a place comfortable. Ranger Smith extended his hand and said, Welcome to the Galactic Federation. End of story number one. Story number two, written by Hitching Post. Sarah sat in the lobby of the recruiter's office, waiting to be called. She was nervous. The call had gone out to the military was recruiting to help propel the invading Xenovans. And she was ready. She wanted to help. She wanted to fight, to defend her home. But now, sitting here, she just had the jitters. West, Sarah West, came a call from the secretary behind the window. She walked up and was pointed in the direction of a door leading to the recruiter's office. She walked in and the recruiter looked up from his file. His upper eye stalk moved up and down as he looked her over. Miss West, I have to admit, I never expected you to be applying when I came in and presented at the school. You do seem to be a prime candidate for military service, though, so I see no reason why I can't forward this referral onto Earth with my recommendation. Sir... I'm afraid you don't understand. I don't want to join the Terran Star Armada. Then why are you here? I want to join the Karen military. My family has lived on Kara for 300 years. 
We're human, but we are not Earthlings anymore. This planet is our home. We're part of its people. Earth isn't even participating in the war with the Zinnavans. I want to protect my people. Here. Well, that's a first. I know it's an unusual request, but we have a compatible living arrangements and supply chains. I wouldn't be asking if I thought that I'd be more of a hassle to accommodate me than I'd be worth. I have no doubt that you'd be worth it. It's just... it's not done. We've been in an alliance a bit longer than you humans. Kara has been a hub of multi-special exchange for thousands of years. And, uh, well, when I saw the forms you filled out, I assumed that you'd be checked up some boxes wrong by mistake. Because I double-checked. And not once in those thousands of years has anyone except a native Karen applied to join our military. Curious, I spread the search out. And, well... The Alliance records, I couldn't find a single cross-species applicant anywhere until this year. Sarah smiled sweetly. What happened this year? He scowled. You know what happened. Don't give me that look. Humans finished their probationary period and became full citizens of the Alliance. And all of a sudden, humans from all over the galaxy started applying to join whatever they happened to be. But you humans have always been like that. You don't just form enclaves in the planets you move into. Oh, some of you do. There is an Earth town district in Nouveau-Dublois, but humans also live in Kara neighborhoods, Anglosphere, Trent City, and the Replodome, Zoomville, the Galactic Norm is to live together, but also apart. You all just, uh, and now you're applying to join our military. Yes, sir. Just why? Why do this? Is it some directive from home? I know you have to hear the rumors that you're infiltrating us. No, home hates it. We have a few cousins from Earth and we've kept in touch with over the years, and they're threatening to cut us off if we go through with it. Then why? There's an old Earth saying, Home is where the heart is, and Kara is where my heart is. This is my home, the only one that I've ever known. The people of this planet, regardless of species, are my people. I wear plantax, not t-shirts. I eat manglock stew, not chicken noodle soup. I grew up on plaques and friends, and not Sesame Street. This is my home. This is my heart. The Xenovans are threatening that, and uh, I can help defend it. I'm your first applicant, but you know that I won't be her last. Many of my human friends feel the same, and we might have a few Zoomers convinced too. This is going to be hard, you know that. Lots of people aren't going to like it. You're upsetting tradition, and many still think that the humans have nefarious motives. Here, it's going to be awkward, and no one is going to take it easy on you. I know, most things worth doing are hard. And, well, I hope we do change things, break everyone out of their enclaves. You all have so much still to learn from one another. We've been more integrated and only scratched the surface. You humans are insane, you know that. She smiled. Yes, sir. Well, I see no reason to reject you. The file's going to be reviewed many times by people well above my pay grade, but it and you have my approval. Good luck in changing the galaxy. Oh, I don't think I'm going to change the galaxy, but maybe I can change a tiny corner. And if enough people join enough corners, then maybe it'll change. But it won't be me. It'll be us. I like that idea. Us. 
You humans are crazy, but it's in the best way. Whatever happens going forward, I'm here. I, uh, well, I think the human expression is, I've got your back. Welcome to the Karen Armed Forces. End of story number two.